0: good
1: you're probably wondering how you got here this is the tomato tomato podcast we talk about movies and the way they're reviewed and i'm kind of here with my co-host as always is
0: jenna hi jenna
1: she's with me in (laughs) uh this podcast land thing that we're doing
0: you also didn't introduce yourself
1: i am chris (laughs)
0: <laughs> not to be confused with the many Chris's that we could talk about in this episode. Yes,
1: the infinite crisis.
0: Crisis on infinite earths. Yes. <laughs> did you see that that guy that did the September video, he had a tweet the other day that was like, here's how to distinguish all the curses apart, and it was like this really cheesy rhyme scheme that was kind of great. It was like look it, it was like Chris Pine starred in Star Trek 09 and <laughs> Chris Pratt he used to be fat or whatever like it was so (laughs) stupid but it was so great
1: (laughs) that is a good way to keep all your Chris's in mind
0: yeah definitely (laughs) but yeah so not to diverge from what we're talking about today although that is kind of on brand and I was expecting one of the other Chris's to possibly pop up in this movie right like there was a rumor for a very long time that like the guardians would be in there for like a millisecond and I kept expecting it. I was kind of excited for the possibility. Mm -hmm. The closest we got was like the mention of Xandar, which was fine. But I like, cause it would have been, I feel like that might've almost made it jump the shark for some people. It would have been like, how many other people can you throw in this movie? So I was kind of glad that they didn't, but I still kept waiting for it and it never happened.
1: So, if you haven't figured it out, what movie we're talking about? It's Thor: Ragnarok.
0: Yay! If the you haven't,
1: addition to the MCU
0: and the best addition to the Thor franchise by several miles. A long shot. <laughs> it's not even close at this point. Like, goddamn! If you haven't gotten a chance to go see it yet, stop what you're doing, go see it then come back and listen like you know the drill but like we are going to get very spoilery and there are a lot of surprises in this movie so if you care about those surprises just stop right here yes so um where do you want to start in our discussion because like there is so much to talk about there's a lot
1: um i guess before we we'll just do a quick rundown of the tomato meter
2: oh yeah okay
1: just to get us started um so it's it's really high um 93 percent fresh
0: which also is the same percent as wonder woman which makes me really happy anyway <laughs> like what, what was i saying but no it's like it, it um i'm glad that it still is really high when it debuted at 100 that was like insanely impressive yeah. but i'm glad that it I don't know how to phrase it. I'm not glad that it was taken down at peg, but I'm glad that it's more... I'm glad that it's still... Realistic. Like, yeah, I'm glad that it's more realistic because it's still like at the head of the pack in terms yeah. of Marvel movies. This is very well-deserved. I'm very glad that it's in the percentage that it is. It's such a step up from <clears throat> stupid... for the Dark World.
1: Yeah, because when they announced this, I was really kind of hoping that this would be like the Winter Soldier of the Thor trilogy. And I'm so glad it was.
0: But I, okay, so I had a different set of expectations for it. Um, I actually, before we started recording this, I, as I was trying to set up the recording thing, I went through my. YouTube video that I did in 2014 about the Marvel announcement thing that like what the day that they announced the slate back when you and I were doing vlogs and stuff. I did like a lengthy ass vlog about my like initial reactions (laughs) to it. Eight people probably watched it, but I was still really proud of it. But so... Like, I I totally had thought that this would be the Winter Soldier of the Thor franchise in the way that it would, like, Mm -hmm. take everything that fucked up and kind of start over. But I had had kind of imagined it in this hyper-dark, like, leaning more into the dark kind of way. And I want to, like, go back to me in 2014 and tell her that it's going to be this, like, cotton candy. Polar opposite. Insane Jack Kirby dream that mm. is absolutely incredible cuz that was not what i was expecting at all like all that way back no. then. Well and I, like i remember the day that the the logo came out for Ragnarok and everyone got mad.
1: Yeah, i was one of those initial people who was very <laughs> confused by it and i did not get it then, but, <laughs> but i do now.
0: But like i had seen what we do in the shadows, so i was like i know what Taika is going for. At this point, so I was like, "This is going that '80s Masters of the yeah. Universe kind of aesthetic. and boy, did it!
1: Oh God, yeah! It like the <laughs> moment I was really, really on board with this movie mm-hmm. was when they had released those uh, photos, like the set photos
2: mm-hmm. of
1: all the sets and just how fucking Kirby and crazy it was. Uh, uh, that was when I like. It's like I'm in love. Uh, I love. <laughs> Look, I'm so glad they're finally just embracing that whole weird world in design. Cause well, and design because the like, the first two are very. I don't want to say bland.
0: They are very bland.
1: But expected.
0: Well, unlike numbers. I'm and so like. How did we accept what Kenneth Branagh did? No. How Dutch did we accept everywhere? How did we accept what Kenneth Branagh did with the first movie? Dutch angles and weird stuff in Arizona and a villain that doesn't even matter and everything's just this weird, like, it was so so, bizarre. Because I
1: remember before this came out, people were, like, really worried about this. Like, how will Thor ever work on screen? He's this big Mm godlike character and he speaks, he speaks like, in a Shakespearean way. It's like, oh, we'll get Kenneth Branagh, the Shakespeare guy, to do it. And, it
0: worked. It, I mean, it. worked, but it's still such a weird combination of things that don't feel reflective of anything in the comics. It like just feels so. the The way that he established the franchise with that movie is still just so perplexing to me. And part of it is the Dutch angles and God, so, all of it, that. Once but,
1: it was pointed out to me, I can't unsee <laughs> it, and it I can't. I just.
0: Uh. Also, can I just give a shout out? To this movie for brilliantly writing off everyone that I did not give a shit about in the previous two. Okay,
1: yeah, so um, but yeah, let me get into that. So it, <laughs> it'll kind of branch off into another thing. Okay. Thank you Thor Ragnarok for getting rid of Jane
0: in a yes. way that makes
1: sense. one line and that's it. Um, I know Natalie Portman doesn't give a shit either, so it's Okay. <laughs> It, um, I have, I was,
0: it's funny having to explain to my family that like because my dad had seen the previous two movies my sister went in blind because we were still like catching her up on the mcu so she hasn't actually seen either of the thor movies yet she just knows them from being the in the avengers
1: and she she, her because she's seeing the best and will go to like i know inferior
0: i know but it, it i think it'll make her appreciate the best more when she sees it again because it's like here's the shit we had to get through and the shit we had to accept to get to the point of what Ragnarok is.
1: Have fun but, with like four hours of unnecessary Darcy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I I liked I liked Darcy when no. I first watched them because I was in high school and she was a really good audience proxy. She was yeah. me, so I was like, she's great. But now in retrospect, I'm like, please stop. But yeah, it's like
1: I'm so glad we discovered that we don't need that audience proxy anymore.
0: Yeah, well, I love the, like, implication that Jane and Thor's relationship is such a big deal that, like, the people on Earth know about it, and it's, like, celebrity gossip to them. I love that. Like, I need more of how that works within the MCU. Like, I I want what was on Powerless of, like, here's the superheroes that are dating, and here's all their drama, and here's all whatever. I want that in, like, New Warriors or one of the other shows. Yeah that like talking about just the gossip level of it, because that doesn't seem to fit into anything else that's like street level on the MCU, but it's something that's really fun to me. Homecoming yeah. was the closest thing to it. I think but so too. Even that. But yeah, it like, Jane just gone in a yeah, completely... Yeah, so th-
1: there's a lot of things in the, like going off <laughs> of that, there's things in this movie that I like. Yeah, all of all the things, things that, were that were built up, built up, up in the, the first two, like Thor's, Thor's team and his uh, Sephora, things that he relied on, and got rid of him. I, I hate
0: it. I, uh, I don't it was, like the so, Warriors. The so Warriors his, 3 are so dumb to me. I'm sorry. I, we're talking about I movies. think they were handled
1: wrong. Or they, like, were not, so, no.
0: they were just comedic like comedic relief in a movie that's already comedic relief. It was like, so this like in the first Thor, it's like, haha, he's a fish out of water. He wants to ride a dog and pretend that it's a horse. And then his friends show up and they're somehow even dumber than he is. And yeah. I'm like, this isn't fun. I don't find like, this
1: fun. Me, I feel like the the Warriors 3 and Thor should have some, like, knowledge of Earth. Because I'm used to, like, comic Thor where they've yeah. been to Earth a whole bunch of times.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Because they've lived for thousands of years and they just pop around the nine realms. Yeah. But that's just me. So, like, he – so they this movie takes away his hammer, the Warriors 3, um, Asgard – spoiler it's gone um
0: <laughs> but again, in a can, way that's not kind of devastating.
1: Oh, as like, yeah. like a deuce ex machina for him yeah. so i love that he just has to rely on himself and find the power within him
0: yes i was about to say mike but the hammer was within him all along but that was what cork <laughs> thought the cork cork thought that the hammer was literally in him yes <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah we should. We should probably, I'm trying to think of what else to say on the subject, other than, yeah, I like, I'm not very versed in the world of Thor. I've read stories here and there. The longest i read of Thor was the Jane Foster Thor arc, so it's like, this is all kind of a, like,
2: it's, yeah. For it, it's me,
0: Thor like, is
1: one of my, in terms of the Marvel universe, he's yeah. one of my favorites. Okay. I highly recommend that everyone read jason aarons run
0: i need to all the way
1: from uh the god of thunder series till now yeah i will say that after this movie my hopes of having the god butcher story adapted are severely diminished
0: (laughs) well because it was basically adapted like, they said from the beginning, or at least from the set visit a couple months ago, that it was like, yeah, Hella is basically Hella and gore mixed together.
1: Yeah, which I really want just gore, because the God Butcher story is so fucking good, but it's so dark at points that mm-hmm. it won't happen. And <laughs> this just confirms that it'll never happen.
0: In in your fan fiction that you will write, it will happen. God.
1: Yeah, because... <laughs> That whole story is so fucking good.
0: I'm, I'm like excited to read it. I'm definitely, after this, I'm much more, because that was part of but, it. It's like, I, I was introduced to Thor through Thor 1, like way back when I was first getting into Marvel. And neither of the movies, or really his appearances in the MCU, ever really motivated me to pick up a Thor comic.
1: I had read some Thor before the first one. I read it from the Straczynski run. Okay. Which came out not too long after the original Slavor. It's really good. So, in that one, I'm going to, this is a little tangent, but okay. it'll connect back to the movie. Yeah. So, hang with me, people. <laughs> so at that time, Asgard was kind of gone, and Thor brought Asgard back on Earth as this giant floating island over Oklahoma. Oh, I love that. So, do you see where <laughs> I'm going with this? Yes. Asgard will come back, but it'll be in Norway. Oh, that's what yes. I think. Yeah, my theory.
0: Yeah, after Odin says this could be Asgard, for all we know, that's yes. totally just like Asgard
1: or as- Icegard will return in Norway, just like how it did in Oklahoma as a giant floating island. Oh, anyway, I've that was looked- my tangent. Oh, another little. There's a uh-huh. nice little thing that I liked. Um, nice little kind of nod moment. So, Thor, way back when he had an alter ego, uh, uh, Donald Blake. Oh yeah. And so he was like a doctor and everything, and he had had a stick. And when he stamped down his stick, he would turn into Thor.
0: Mm-hmm. When yes. they, when he does that, yes. yes,
1: that made me a little giddy. Because <laughs> they, seeing they had, him transform,
0: they had shown that in one of the trailers, and I had that moment too. As soon as someone pointed out that it was a comic thing, I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't know what comic this is from, but I'm very happy that they like adapted that that well because it's such a cool. Like visual effect,
1: it And is. It, I'm so glad they finally fit stuff like that in.
0: And it like it justifies him being. I don't know. It justifies when he wears his costume and when he wears street clothes. Like yes. it, it makes it to where it's not this big inconvenience. It's like, oh, duh. Of course, I'm. I'm like the giant fucking powerful god of thunder. I can switch from one outfit to another. Yeah, I can just and not have it to go to like, I want. a public bathroom or whatever. <laughs> Like, so I I like that perspective of it. I think that's really cool. But yeah, there's just so much to this movie and I'm just so happy. I, I,
1: I, it's fucking fantastic. Um, forewarning you as we get into the reviews, I'm going to be playing (laughs) devil's advocate. Okay. So yeah. I might be doing
0: that. I might be doing that too. But also, it's a little bit fresher in my mind because I just saw it this morning. So I saw it
1: Thursday, so it's it's like sunk in for me a little. Yeah,
0: I just hope those people you talked to at work didn't corrupt you or anything. No. (laughs) For the listeners, he was complaining to me about two people he talked to at work who had very specific and annoying complaints about this movie. But so, yeah, I what review do we want to start with?
1: I say let's start with Time.
0: Yes. Okay. That was the one that I already had open. Yeah.
1: So the first review that we have comes from Time Mag- I think this is our first Time review.
0: I think so too. Yeah.
1: By Stephanie Zekarik?
0: Yeah. That, I thought it was it, like, Im- right? yes, I thought it was important to like get a female perspective yeah. in here because like the The audience for Thor movies is so weird because I feel like it's also with this movie it's increased because it's like female villains and female like main characters and all that sort of stuff. But it's like Thor was always kind of the like he was the the
1: lowest performing one out of all the Avengers.
0: Yeah, but well, but it was also like there. I I know there were people who were like, if they didn't really know the Avengers, Thor was like the default person that they found attractive or that they were like, he's my favorite Avenger, and it's like that's just because you think Chris Hemsworth is hot. But anyway, yeah yeah but so um but so I think it's interesting now that this movie is way more developed. like this franchise is way more developed in terms of female representation and stuff i like I'm like it's definitely important to like get that kind of voice out there, although this review does say very nice things about the original Thor yeah. <laughs> it calls it a nutty operatic dazzler, which I'm like all of those words are true. I wouldn't assign yeah. them in positive words but <laughs> I,
1: I don't just that those qualifiers
0: yeah. Um, so, what were your? Where do you kind of want to start with this?
1: Yes. So, um, so it says that uh, Ragnarok is boyishly eager to revel in Thor's goofy Um, which Taika really heightened. Hemsworth yes. is. Uh, I don't. I don't know how to describe it. He, he's not so, uh, serious. Yeah. And morose.
0: Well, because, like, this review says, like, the, the rest of that sentence is, like, as if it were something we hadn't yet caught to. I'm like, if you look at the other appearances, it, it's not overly abundant. Like, there's the fish out of water thing in the first movie. The second one's just, like, dark as fuck. And then in the Avengers, he's always, like, the straight man that everything, like, that Tony and that that everyone, everyone else plays of off of. Play their quips off of. Yeah. So it's, like, I don't, there's no way that. I don't know. In my opinion, this level of goofy, like cut loose in this one. Yeah, exactly. And like part of that is Chris Hemsworth basically being like, "I was really sick of playing Thor, so it's like, please give me something else to do with this because I'm sick of being Shakespeare in the Park with everything." But Um,
1: so the Ragnarok is packed. With, uh, packed tight with zooming space vehicles And noisy thunder battles But the movie's extravagant excess Is more narcotizing Than energizing <laughs> Even well, poor Thor seems lost In it all and he's supposed to be It's star
0: I, I don't know
1: There is a lot going
0: on there, is, there definitely is I can uh, this, this
1: that. easily could have been there's at least two different movies in here
0: yes duh well duh um, it's, it's like Planet Hulk and also Ragnarok in the which, same movie. Uh, uh,
1: I really wish that Marvel Disney would work with Universal.
0: But Universal's just like... They're shits. They're they're being pains about it. Like Like
1: Universal, I love your theme park, but come on, guys.
0: It's literally just for the theme park. It's like we just want the rights for the theme park. We don't care about making a Hulk movie. I'm like, well, then why should you have it? I don't understand.
1: Just like we could have had a full-on Planet Hulk movie, but they had to be shits about it. And then I'm not saying what we got wasn't bad. It was awesome.
0: It's good, I, given, it's good given the circumstances. I feel like it would be harder to sell a Planet Hulk movie to a general audience.
1: I don't know. After this movie?
0: Okay. Be- if, if this movie, if instead of this movie, they had made a Planet Hulk movie, I think it would have been too difficult. Or like even, I mean, like yes, Guardians could have affected that a little bit. But I feel like this movie takes the cosmic MCU to this like gigantic scale that wasn't really like was prominent in guardians, but this presents like a completely different angle of it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like having it be a character that like already has two movies under his belt and all of that sort of stuff, like makes it a little bit easier. Like people know the Hulk, but they, they only get him in the ensemble sort of setting because of what universal did.
2: That's Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think it's just in terms of like what would have been easier to sell. I think I love the fact of just like we're going to throw Planet Hulk into this movie that's completely different. And I feel like in in a way it almost makes it to where it's like there's more there's more of the world of Planet Hulk that could certainly be explored. And oh, there's a lot
1: that they they kind of left out from the original yeah so i think uh, that
0: that like gives it more potential it's like we don't know what they could do next but they have all of that source material that they know that people are responding positively to that then could be that jumping yeah, they
1: could easily revisit all of that and just call it like avengers contest of champions or whatever
0: yes that would be really cool but yeah it because this review says about Ragnarok, it says it's well-intentioned but ultimately numbing, an instance of fun overkill whose ultimate goal seems to be to put us in a special effects coma. Which, okay, so <laughs> this made me think, I picked this review in part, in part because it's one of the few rotten reviews, and also because we, we've talked in the past about the fun factor in movies. Yes. And the argument that... I
3: hate
1: that we're <laughs> reduced to using the word fun to describe everything i so, hate
0: it so we go from people saying we want more fun give us more fun and then they give you more fun and then you want like, more
1: fun we'll give it to you <laughs> it's like
0: well, we'll give you all the fun and then sprinkles on top basically but then people are like i didn't want this and it's like well you <laughs> it. it's really frustrating and it almost makes me hopeful that justice league will be received positively in the sense of it existing alongside like alongside this movie and alongside the other DCU things like they won't be compared in terms of levels of fun because it's like Justice League will be a palate cleanser for the people who thought that this was too much fun in yes. a way
1: that's what i'm hoping for too it'll i'm hoping it'll be a balance of that fun and <laughs> fun. serious uh, like darker stuff
0: yeah. I mean it, it hopefully will be. We as everyone knows we are very hopeful. Stands. But we are stands. We have planned going to see Justice League together and we were talking before we recorded about how we will cry together. So
1: <laughs> But yeah, so going off of the the fun of Ragnarok. Yeah. I I hate to say fun, but yes, it was tons of fun, but I thought there were moments where the movie indulged in too much fun. Like what? I I think there was joke overkill really at points, at points yeah okay. um like i get it there's the whole rule of threes
0: uh-huh
1: at points like i don't know if we needed and uh, so at the very beginning when he's caught in the chain spinning around uh-huh. maybe it was just one too many or uh-huh. just there's several points where someone will attempt to lean on a shelf oh but something.
2: i love that
1: i don't maybe it was just one too many but also during my screening, there was just really, really obnoxious person oh. who laughed at everything.
2: Oh, no. Obnoxiously
1: to the point where someone was like, shut up. I can't hear the movie.
2: Oh, no. So,
1: that kind of amplified like how many jokes there were. And it's like, oh, my God, you're being so obnoxious. Just stop laughing. There was a point where this person even left. La- so there, remember when you're, uh, they show Loki's statue? Uh-huh. She laughed at that.
0: Okay, so I don't gonna, know why. I'm going to be completely honest. I I tried really hard to control my laughter, but I did find myself laughing a lot in my screening. And
1: no, I, that's fine. But the way this person, no,
0: I also laughed at Loki's statue because the general concept of it of him being such a narcissistic asshole to like warrant a statue, I found that funny. But I do, but I, think, it, I, I think do
1: he gave it way too much than it needed.
0: And, well, and if the person just had an annoying laugh, like that also affects it. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, I, I can, I can get how that can be kind of grating when you're realizing that there, my, my showing was packed for it being ten fifteen in the morning, but like I was really nervous that there would be that person of like over laughing at everything or talking over everything or commenting at everything. And thankfully, you like,
1: yours. Cause they were at mine.
0: <laughs> they like flew all the way over just for that. Right. But yeah, it, um, I personally, and part of it is like we know what Tyka's sort of humor is. But, so, but I don't,
1: cause like he didn't write the movie.
0: That's true. So but like, but I, I, I'm like curious physical, to
1: know how much was actually his.
0: Yeah, cause the stuff that's like the physical stuff, I almost feel like could be him. Cause I, I like, doubt, definitely
1: I, like I, Korg has Tyka's fingerprints <laughs> all over well, it.
0: We will get to Cork. We need to put a pin in Cork because we could talk about Cork for half an hour. <laughs> but like I. I feel like the more physical stuff I doubt that in the script it says Thor leans on a shelf and then falls over or yeah. tries to find a place to rest his arm and he can't. So I feel like that sort of physical stuff more, might have been more of his reach and I love that kind of stuff. I think that it's I think it's refreshing to see in the context of these movies where everything is so homogenized A point in certain cases, like there's exceptions like homecoming and guardians and certain moments of humor, but for the most part, everything is so stylized and down to a T that I kind of loved the ability for this movie to sort of breathe in the awkwardness.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so it's like I definitely agree that there were like a ton of jokes. It's one of those things where I was thinking about it. Most of the time when you see a Marvel movie, there's like one noteworthy funny scene that you can quote to people after you see the movie. This is physically impossible with this movie. Like <laughs>
1: Yeah, like there's a lot of good one-liners. Like the one that's standing out to me is like um uh Thor, son of Odin, suitor, son of a
0: bitch. Yes. <laughs> oh god, that that whole sequence, because uh, and I, I just, uh, yeah,
1: and I finally, like, we finally got to see what Thor can do. I'm yes. glad Tyke was like, Yeah, we're going to let him fuck everything up.
0: That first fight scene. I was so, I have never been happy at a Thor fight scene. I'm so that, I had a glee, gleeful smile on my face. The entire some of the time. cinematography,
1: I love, there's a lot of shots that I love in this movie. I love the one of him flying with. The dragon thing flying behind yes, him, that yes, wide shot. Yes. I want that. Ugh. Like it, it looked like a comic panel.
2: Oh my god!
0: Like yes, yeah.
1: like a piece of like ribick or frank frazetta artwork i wanted that so bad
0: at the same time it looked like masters of the universe or like never-ending story like some ridiculous 80s thing yes it was so perfect someone tweeted at Tyka, and he retweeted it or responded to it the other day like that someone said thank you Tyka, for making thor ragnarok a film where every third scene is something i would want to paint on the side of a van And then he tweeted, like, I would get in that band, which is kind of (laughs) hilarious. But it's like, it's so true because everything looks like that weird, like, rock album cover mixed with. Yes, especially the shot
1: with him bringing the lightning down on the the
0: Guardian. Yes. But yeah, it's like, it's like rock cover, yeah, rock album cover mixed with comic book cover mixed with. Like, I'm so glad that there's
1: an MCU movie that has standout cinematography.
0: Seriously, like I, it's,
1: it's and the, oh.
0: it's a thing that I always notice. Like we we talked about Guardians. Guardians is some cinematography and like the composure of certain shots, like absolutely took my breath away. And like I love the cinematography in Winter Soldier and stuff like that. But and, yeah, and, I wonder
1: if that has to do with choosing a director who has a clear vision and is talented.
0: Wow. Although I was going to say at the end of the tangent, I really do like some shots from Cap One, even though it's very. Like not that case of a very opinionated director. Like Joe Johnston is good, but he's not the level of distinct, qu- like no. create creativity as some of these other ones. But yeah, it's like the I yeah everything the cinematography in this movie, and then that that fight scene when it's the POV of the hammer, just God, like yes. oh, I was so I was like, I was so like happy. someone
1: finally figured out a way to use the hammer creatively and film it in a creative way
0: yes and like the when he's like spinning it around and creates like kind of like the barry allen like tornado thing like that was perfect too and and it it is because and
1: kind of going off of the cinematography the the soundtrack for this movie Uh, yeah another standout so uh i saw an article saying that the the soundtrack is as good as it is because the composer saw a Uh video essay on YouTube saying that MCU soundtracks are forgettable. (laughs) So he took that to heart and he was like, fuck it, I'm not doing that. I'm not falling for that. I'm going to make a good one.
0: That makes me love Mark Mothersbaugh even more than I thought was physically possible. Have you seen that video essay? No. So basically,
1: it's this whole video where this guy goes out onto the streets (laughs) and he plays theme songs. Holy and shit. has people name them. And it's like the Superman theme, the Batman theme. And uh-huh. Everyone's named them. And then they start playing MCU ones. And no one can name them.
0: Like, I, I probably could only name the, the the theme that plays in the opening theme. And, like, like the opening credit thing. The Marvel Studios thing. And the, like, Avengers theme to a very small extent. And then, like, parts of the Cap theme. But, yeah, you're total, you're totally right. Like, everything is so forgettable in that regard. And it, I love that that was a thing he took into account. And I also feel yeah. like Marvel has taken to, into account that other video essay that we passed around that was the, why do Marvel movies look like muddy concrete? Cement, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it really, yeah, I'm sure someone looked at that on the production team.
0: Because it's like, both Guardians and this completely like counteract that point.
1: Colors everywhere.
0: Oh, and like bright colors. So much brightness, whereas yes. everything's so Kind of dull it to a point in certain Marvel movies. Like, mm-hmm. if, it was a thing that I saw on Tumblr that was really interesting that there were people who were like, I only passively watch Marvel movies like maybe once, and I forget how bad the cinematography is because I see gift sets of it that make it look better than it does. Like, that was something sh- that someone said. You can said.
1: shit on. Uh, our Lord and Savior Zack Snyder, all you want, but you cannot deny that guy has an eye for
0: cinematography. Uh, I'm like, we well, are gonna be so, so messed up in two weeks. Anyway, but
1: so, yeah, I think you know this time review is really mundane. Sorry, Stephanie, <laughs> it's very by the book. But let's move on to uh, the tried and true real views.
0: Well, I was going to say I did have a couple of notes from. The okay. Review. But before Glenn we move, um, it's okay. Um, the um the whole point about the Grandmaster and how his en- has his entrance is a little bit of the, as she puts it, haha, look, it's Jeff Goldblum. I do agree with that, but I don't think it was yeah. bad.
1: It was very playing as like, oh look at, we have Jeff Goldblum. Isn't well, this awesome?
0: And it almost felt It feels like a thing, like a a somewhat, a pattern that is unintentional in Marvel movies now because it almost, like, to a smaller extent, I feel like, Kurt, Kurt Russell's introduction in Guardians 2 was somewhat of a similar way to the point where Chris Pratt asked James Gunn, he was like, am I supposed to, is, is Star-Lord supposed to recognize that his dad looks like Kurt Russell? Because yeah. it's like, how would he know pop culture and not realize that his dad looks like Kurt Russell? Yeah. So it's like, I, I do like that kind of self-awareness of it. I do think it's fun in a particular context, especially now that this franchise, like the the MCU as a whole, has like built up so much to the point where it's like if you introduce a character and they're played by a really big person like Jeff Goldblum, it's kind of fun. Or to Matt pass. Damon. Uh, yes. Oh my God. That I I that was one rumor I thought was false. I was like, oh, everyone's I, Matt Damon. I have right now. It. Yeah. And then
1: having it confirmed and having it. Uh, he played it out that way was amazing
0: was so perfect and i was genuinely like half of the audience realized that before i did mm-hmm. and i was <laughs> so pleased because it's like he's not immediately recognizable no but it's like as soon as he starts talking you're like oh shit that's matt damon this damon. is <laughs> although funny the movie got over and my dad was like so who played loki in the play and why did everyone laugh at him And I was like, "Aw!" (laughs) And I go, "It was Matt Damon." He goes, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yes, you just saw," which don't even get me started. The first time I saw that promo, the first trailer for his weird—I'm gonna, honey, I shrunk myself—that the first promo I saw of that movie gave me an anxiety attack. It was like
1: the trailer. uh, That was the first time I had seen it before Thor.
0: It like it popped up on my Twitter feed at one point. And I was and it auto played and I was like fuck it it's a movie trailer I'll just watch it and then it like gave me an anxiety attack and like an existential crisis because it's like I would never want to do that why is there a movie about this I'm uncomfortable and so I'm like every time I see that movie I'm like fuck you Matt Damon but I loved this cameo and I loved that I loved the casting that went into that whole scene
1: yeah shout out to Sam Neil because I Neill? knew he was in this movie yeah. Uh, didn't know who he was playing. So but that was great.
0: Perfect way of throwing him in. And then having the third Hemsworth brother yes. the, of Westworld fame, having him be fake Thor, like that was really clever. So much effort went into that scene. And I'm really glad for it It, because it was a hilarious scene.
1: And it also served a good purpose of recapping the last one, figuring that not everyone saw the last
3: one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I had to lean over to my sister and go, that was the ending of Thor 2. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, but everything everything they're saying isn't true because Loki was an asshole. And she's like, okay. Because it's like, (laughs) yeah. I I love, it's funny to me because it's like, even with this movie being the ridiculous sort of thing that it is, there's still, like, a fake news analogy in here. Yeah. Which is kind of hilarious to me. But, yeah, for this review, it, like, there's another thing that I found kind of interesting. It says, it, it com- like, she compares YTD to James Gunn's. Tiresomely adorable guardians of the galaxy movies. It says even if his touch is a tad lighter like light gun He sends up the flare every other minute. Hey, this is a movie based on a comic book. It's supposed to be fun Let's not take any of this too seriously There are some I- increasingly elaborate approximations of fun rather than the real thing
1: so uh, I kind of find that ironic because you Cuz you know the public consensus of, like Batman versus Superman is like this takes itself way too seriously
0: which it should
1: which is because like here she's saying it's like oh let's not take it seriously so it's like it's one like, extreme or the other
0: yeah it's like you can't have yes you can have both but you can't be hypocritical about both yeah like you i don't know that's just a, it, it, like
1: it, a nitpicky thing yeah. about her comment there sarah no, it, is it's kind name? of a recurring
0: it's kind of a recurring thing because the third review that we're going to talk about, I deliberately chose because of its DC shitting on. So okay. I want to go for that one third. I want to do like yeah, so. Let's go rotten, to
1: let's so re- We're this, gonna return to Little White Lies.
0: And that a review written by David Jenkins, aka Davy Jenkins, who we talked about quite a bit in last week's episode. Oh, and Davey. I was kind of happy that I was able to find his review. The other two. I think the one website from last week hasn't written movie reviews in six months, and the other one um, the review was written by a different person, but I was like, I was glad that we could have Davy have a return perspective.
1: Welcome back, Davy.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so For once
1: we agree, Davy.
0: Yeah, I know. we go a complete 180 from like the the disagreement to on um, shadows to now he obviously did a complete 180. Because he enjoyed this movie a lot, and
1: as, I, and as I say, I agree with Davey. I'm reading over a thing in his review that I kind of almost disagree with,
0: which is totally valid. But like, I what 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 was the thing?
1: So he says a necessary interlude of brand awareness features Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange.
3: <sighs>
1: so I do not think it was nice that he was there. I do not think it was necessary. I think it would have been more effective to have that whole scene dedicated to Thor and Odin. Okay. Um, Just because I felt like his death scene was kind of quick. (laughs) I would have liked to have more time uh, of them together. Uh Uh-huh. Or at least cut down on the Doctor Strange scene. Again, Um, going back to like the comedy bits, it's like, did we need all those jumps? Like him teleporting him across the sanctum
0: I I, I just I I liked that bit because of how many times it happened because to the point where he's like stop it dude like that that kind of made it a little bit worth it to me but it it did feel more than the like threes it felt like a little bit more overboard but I didn't necessarily think that that was a bad thing Mm -hmm. and I personally think Cumberbatch did Doctor Strange way better in this context like yeah. it's actually made me like him as a character when that is by far my like least favorite mcu movie
1: yeah i thought he played it really well and that could just be taika's directing
0: yes and and the writing, like the yeah. writing, gives him a little bit more to kind of play with, and the and this is this is how little of a shit I give about the Doctor Strange movie. This was the first time that I noticed the yellow gloves, and I was happy about that. So it's just yeah, like he, little
2: things. Didn't have in the first one.
0: Okay, because I was in like his solo movie. Because I was like, he has the gloves, those are cool. Like I was kind of (laughs) like telling that to my sister because I was like, that looks really cool. But it like his cameo I thought his cameo was worth it. I was surprised it was so early. Because I agree that like the first act structure could have really benefited more from Odin, but I I don't know. It
1: like I liked having because it was more kind of world building and connective tissue. Yeah. And it's nice to have that established relationship going into Infinity War.
0: Although it's weird because the first like scene of doctor strange that came out in the trailers for this movie, I I don't remember watching it, but whatever, or I, I might have, and it just like slipped my mind, but whatever it was, was him hinting at infinity war. But I don't think he did that really in the final cut, which is kind of, I don't interesting,
1: think he did. No.
0: Which is, I, I kind of like appreciate that from a level. I
1: appreciate that this movie really had, Apart from the mid-credit scene, no Infinity War connections whatsoever.
0: Yeah, like nothing, nothing it's deliberately totally Building it up, it's just like things that will then carry over into Infinity War. But it's nothing that's like we know we need to get to the yeah, end not of like the finish line. Thor
1: going off to a pool to have a dream.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, anyway, so anyway, don't get me started. Um, but I did set. like I love this first paragraph where it talks about. Marvel movies are like self-assembly furniture, unfassapable, yes, yes, yes. which that's debatable, but severely limited in design and scope.
1: <laughs> Not wrong. I mean, you can't kind of deny that MCU movies are made by committee and assembly. Yeah, um, it's an effective method, and it works. And this one kind of, you know, fucks the mold a bit.
0: Yes, it like sets a different standard. For what can be done in a solo movie going forward, I think it's
1: simultaneously a solo and a T movie, and I yeah. like that. And in, this-
0: in not in a way that I love Civil War. I mean, I like it, it has its problems, but I still appreciate it just from me being Captain America trash. But it's like it did feel bloated, whereas mm-hmm. this did not feel as like it didn't feel like as many things were like ham fisted in. it felt more like a natural progression sort of
1: yes um especially with the new edition of my new favorite person valkyrie yes
2: yes
1: i think there is there is the quote about her in this review um i gotta find it
0: let me find it um it's telling that the film's best character is its sole sincere one, Tessa Thompson's depressive, booze shit-kicker Valkyrie. Yes, Her initial it. strength is played off as a, against an underlying vulnerability, which comes to the fore in an extraordinarily solo, slow-mo sequence, which feels like it was plucked from a femme-drive Zack Snyder fever dream.
1: So, okay, there's, <laughs> look, let me break all of this down. <laughs> I, let I, let I me love...
0: mansplain you a thing. <laughs>
1: I'm not I'm not man-swing I'm just I know, like I'm,
0: it's just funny to me. Go go on. Okay,
1: so I love that it, it this perfectly describes her depressive boo and shit yes, kicker. Which I, I was love. not ex-
0: I was not expecting the fucked upness.
1: Me neither.
0: I loved it. Because it's it's kind of the argument of the like call me by a man's name and everything makes me a hero, sort of like I she's yes. not a perfect character, and that's what makes her amazing.
1: And that's what makes her a thousand times better than boring Sif.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I was just she like. Has way
1: ev- more personality here than Sif did in two movies. Until, Sorry.
0: until the last of the Warriors three was killed, I was just like mentally cringing that Sif would show up. Because I'm like, please don't, please don't, please don't. It's like, I don't need that. And so I'm, I'm so glad that it didn't happen. And I like the Valkyrie and Thor dynamic to so where. much better. Because Sif always felt like so tropey to an extent yeah. of like, I'm the I'm the best girl warrior, but also not really, and I'm just fawning all over you and following. She's kind of
1: like you know in those '90s movies where it's like I'm a girl and I also play football. Yes, like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Whereas like. I love the dy- I love how the dynamic is established between Valkyrie and Thor to where Thor's so a
1: fucking fanboy.
0: He's like in awe of her as opposed to the yeah. other way around. I loved that. I thought that that was so great. I but also yeah.
1: love uh, Valkyrie's little uh, flashback visions.
0: Yeah. Because I, as
1: I read this uh, review from Davey calling <laughs> him a femme driven Zack Snyder fever dream, I'm like, holy shit. That's exactly that would, right. like, the Zack Snyder thing, like straight pulled out of a sucker punch or anything that he's done before.
0: Yeah. Photography,
1: the colors, and
0: yeah. It was so good and I was so impressed with the... um, I was kind of surprised because when you you see it in the trailers it always looked like it was in slow-mo but that it would be like slow-mo and then actual action and then slow-mo and then actual action. But the fact that it was just these slow-mo pictures
1: Almost, they look like Renaissance paintings.
0: It looked like, it was like the thing in Wonder Woman. It was like the history lesson in Wonder Woman. Yeah. Which like, I, fi- I find it kind of funny that it's like unintentionally paralleling each other in completely different contexts. But it like, it it they pull it off so well. And the way that it's done, also, can I point out, there's a funny thing that I kind of noticed. It almost, I don't know if it's intentional, but the fact that as Valkyrie is going towards Hela, The basically the white Valkyrie,
1: what you would expect to be the comic, yes, definitely noticed that too.
0: I was like, Is this intentional? And either way, I am interpreting that as such, and I'm loving it because I also
1: interpreted that that was her girlfriend,
0: yes,
1: because but you know, but you know, little (laughs) tangent here when I saw Tessa Thompson tweet that she uh played valkyrie as bisexual i I fell
0: out of my chair
1: i was like awesome great about time we have this kind of representation on the mcu and then she continued tweeting and that's when i got bummed out (laughs) when she said it's not explicitly shown in the movie and was like well then what's the fucking point
0: well no i was mainly just i'm i'm happy that she played it as such I The only thing that bummed me out was the quote from, like, a week later that revealed that they had cut the scene that would have made it explicit. Mm-hmm. Like, that was what bummed me out as someone yeah, who, it's like, yeah.
1: Because yeah. from, like, my thinking, it's like, you can say you played it this way, but when it's not explicitly shown in the movie, the representation isn't there. Uh, I, don't, I uh, feel like just,
0: I, part of me is just, like, I have, the, with that, I have with that
1: logic, we can say, world. oh, every movie was played as gay or queer or So like, that's
0: like that's like James Gunn said something about like before Guardians 2 came out that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, where he was basically like, Well, someone in the Guardians could be gay, but it's like not qu- something we have yet. And it's like, uh, I don't know. I I, I get that that's an extent that you have to go to sometimes as a writer, and I get that, but it's like I like it more when it's like very clear from the beginning. And I at least appreciated the fact that like from the get go, that was how Tessa played her. Yeah, of like, like, I
1: really appreciate that's good of her to do, but it's, I think we need that said straight out in the movie or shown.
0: I don't know. Otherwise
1: it it's like, why?
0: Yeah. It's just like, I, I, I get it. But in a movie from this scale, I'm so used to grasping at straws. The, mm-hmm. it, Did't feel abnormal to me. I'm okay, like
1: I'll take what you can get kind I'll of. take
0: what I get can get in terms of bisexual representation as evident by last week's episode of Arrow. So it's <laughs> like I, I'm very much a take what I can get type of and that part of that is the culture that I grew up in in terms of fandom, which was very much the like these two characters are not explicitly into each other because they're two girls and the show doesn't want to put them together for some stupid-ass reason. We can get into that on our Glee podcast, but it's like I'm used to picking up on the smaller things and taking that as enough of a confirmation as opposed to, like, needing it said out loud. When it is said out loud or shown, it, like, is so surprising to me because it doesn't feel like the norm. But I'm hoping that in the future, it can be a little more... Explicit.
1: Yeah, uh, if Marvel editing uh, doesn't have their way and go behind Tika's <laughs> back, but
0: at least put it on the deleted scenes. Like, yeah. just please. That I just need that. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else in this review. Now that I've gone on my by tangent, <laughs> um, <laughs> it. I love this like the paragraph that talks about the opening shot not to go back to it again but just the it's so archly dismissive of an attempt to even feign some sense of dramatic reality that he may as well be saying blah 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 then some random shit happened deal with it yeah i I like that because it it is just kind of there there were other reviews that i read that were kind of poking at the fact that nothing seems to happen in this movie and like i agree to an extent but i don't think that's a bad thing
1: no Like like we were saying, it kind of takes the mold and breaks it a little.
0: Yeah, it's like we don't need I don't know because to an extent like you get the solo movies where the main arc that's happening is like the character becoming the superhero and whatever and then you get like the team up movies where the evil is defeated but then nothing really seems to change except for like two of the team members or whatever. But like with this it did feel like at least now Thor has a different support system and a different kind of world that he's under and literally everything he knows is gone. So at least there, there were stakes. It wasn't like...
1: Yeah, there were like definite status quo changes for him.
0: Yeah. Also, can we appreciate the fact that I... I did not know the sister reveal, surprisingly. I would have expected that to be a third act reveal in another person's movie. Like if, yes. if anyone else had handled the script, it would have been a
1: third act reveal. And feel I very have your sister.
0: like, it would have been so ham fisted, but I like the thing from out, out of the gate of like, same. Yeah. That was just so good. Uh, For
1: once Odin was not an ass and it's like, Oh, I'm going to tell the truth.
0: <laughs> right. And then peace out. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. I love, I just, Taika is like, there are a million reasons why I love Taika, but the fact that he got Anthony Hopkins to say shit. Yes. Makes me very pleased. Like, that
1: was great.
0: I was so glad. But yeah, it, um, this review says, let's see. He says it says where where YTD comes into his own is his work with the actors. He peels back self-serious images and pretentious lore of returning characters, Tom Hiddleston's Loki being one, and reframes them as lightly, lovably imbecilic. I adored the fact that the biggest trait about Loki in this movie was him getting the shit beaten out of him every five Me minutes. Me too. I was so satisfied. <laughs> I was like, this is like you reached into my brain and said, how do you want us to handle Loki in this movie? And I said, beat well if you can kill if you can't kill him then just annoy <laughs> the hell out of him and beat him with things over and over again. Like,
1: Taika, he he nailed Loki in this one from being the the trickster god. I love the little story that thor told about the one time when loki was a snake.
0: Yes. And then <laughs> like, my, my sister was so cute. She goes, "Was that in one of the movies?" I go, oh, "No." It's the whole point of the story. But yeah, just the thing of like, ah, "I stabbed you." But so that reminds me, I the, the the anecdote I was going to tell you. Let me find it. I screenshotted it on my phone.
1: But I, yeah, so I love how loki was done from like the trickster god to everyone's punching bag
2: and um, much and more I just, brotherly i,
1: I love because that's one of the things i really like in the comics is their dynamic it's like yes he's a villain but he's also thor's brother and, and they that felt love that, each other
0: that felt way more that made way more sense in this movie whereas in the yeah. other movies it was like frustrating to a point of like loki just fucked up a ton of shit why are you okay with this but like not having loki be like this one of the main villains because it's like he's not he's not directly involved with what hella is doing Where so like that makes it to where they're a little bit they're able to
1: he's invested in thor's cause too
0: but also being self-serving as he always is but like i loved that because that felt like way more of it was an easier characterization for me to stomach because I always like, I don't know, I don't get the hype around Loki to a large extent. So I was glad to kind of see him done in a different way that kind of like warranted that hype a little bit. For yeah. Me. But so the thing, the quote that I found, um, so this is from Taika. If you, I hope you haven't read this because it's kind of a long quote and I'm going to feel bad if I like say the whole thing and then you go, yeah, I know that already. But so it says, <laughs> it says, well, I wanted to do this little thing, and maybe if we ever do a, a Thor 4, we can have it. But I wanted to do some flashbacks to where Thor was a kid, a fat little kid. There was like an 80s version of Asgard where everyone had massive shoulder pads and everyone had mullets. Our idea for, was Thor and Valkyrie meet, and he's like, hey, I know you. And she goes, ha, I remember you. And then it cuts back to this thing, and he's just a pudgy little kid walking around with a mullet and being picked on by other kids. And Loki is like this little emo goth kid hanging out by himself. He was like Malfoy in Harry Potter.
1: Oh my god. right That would have been amazing.
0: I I want I want that. I want for like the fourth one to have that in some way because I just love the concept of that so much.
2: Me too.
0: Also because like the kid flashbacks in the original Thor just didn't really do it for me. They were just kind of there. Yeah so I did think- kind of
1: I did like the moment in this one where we kind of revisit the trophy room. Yeah. And first one. And yes. just like fake.
0: Yes! Oh my gosh, I love that. It
1: was, so it, it was It was a moment that like bugged like hardcore fans. Uh-huh. Like
0: the, the, the Infinity
1: Gauntlet was in, in uh, Odin's Trophy Room in the first one. It's like, yeah, just ignore it and move on.
0: <laughs> but I love, yeah, I totally had forgotten that that was even a thing in the first one that had bothered people. So I love like the level of self-awareness yeah and then i i do like that we know what is up with the tesseract yes because i honestly i'm it's my job to write about this shit i'm still very confused sometimes as to where the infinity stones are so i was kind of glad to find out like oh that makes sense like he obviously Mm -hmm. he obviously stole it in the third act and so that's why the mid-credit scene happened and whatever so I, yeah, I, I was glad for that scene. That scene was good, and not just because of the, the fake. <laughs> it reminded me of the Lego Movie, oddly enough. Right. <laughs> I was like, this feels like the Lego Movie. Just want like a giant stick of crazy glue, like nearby, because <laughs> why not? It's just like space crazy glue. Exactly. Oh, shit, that reminds me, Scourge, and his. I love. So these... okay.
1: So I um, love
0: I love how what it took to get the iconic image of Scourge with the two machine guns. I, I was so pleased at how that was. I was worked almost
1: out. disappointed because we were getting close to the end yeah. of the third act. And I was like, Scourge hasn't done the thing with the AKs yet. He hasn't done it. I'm really nervous yeah. that they couldn't so film the movie. It? Yeah. I was like, and then he goes off on the ship. And is like, fuck! No, we're not going to see it. And then uh-huh. he did it, and I was so goddamn happy.
0: And just i was very pleased by oh i got these guns like, from someplace called that, texas that whole
1: little sequence was so like comic accurate of him <laughs> with the aks and just diving into the hordes i'm like oh, everyone uh, another just go read all of walt simonson's thor
0: Okay, but like, yes. I, I definitely knew that bit from Scourge. And so I was very pleased. I, as soon as people pointed it out, I was very pleased, like in the trailers and stuff. But then like seeing it on screen, I was just like, fuck, yes, this is yes. really good. But yeah, and I love just like, like I said, I love the justification of like, how did he get guns in Asgard? He stole them from Texas. <laughs> like, I <laughs> love that. There's just such a and, like everyone in my theater laughed out loud as you would expect to oh, the point where I, I didn't hear the next line he said after that because everyone was laughing out loud. So I was just like, I was very delighted by how that whole thing worked. And then the, just that whole scene where it's like, yeah, I'm scourge. Don't you remember me? We fought it. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, <laughs> like, what the fuck you?
1: Nice I just Established that he's kind of always been there, but hasn't.
0: Yeah. I love that kind of stuff where it's like, how can we, justify that a character has been a part of this canon when you haven't seen them before. Like I love the hoops that people go through to justify yep. that and I thought that that was kind of like that was incredible. So yeah, it. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else there is. It says, this review says, cinematically speaking there's not much to really chew on but the film does manage at once to be glib without ever being cynical and dramatic without ever straying into emo pomposity. Well, Thor Ragnarok, it feels as if Watiti ha- has taken this as an opportunity to make the type of happy-go-lucky, lightly psychedelic lark that he would have watched as a teenager. It just might be the greatest Marvel movie yet. It's also a film where you'd happily watch a feature-length off focusing on every single side player. We'll be first in line for a Korg movie. Yes, me too. There we go. I'm like, now we can talk about Korg, because it feels like a perfect <laughs> time to talk about Korg, because that... God, that made me so happy. And I love the, uh, just the way that Korg and Meek were introduced in this way that wasn't too over the top for yes. like a general audience perspective. Like it it, it kind of, there was just enough of them to make that really fun. And part of that is Taika doing the amazing like voice and stuff for Korg because that is so everything perfect. he said. Everything he said was just so good. And just like, oh, that's Doug. Doug died. Maybe you're new Doug. Bye, new Doug. Have a nice day. (laughs) It was just so good. And then the bit at the end.
1: Oh, uh, where he's, uh, oh, he's dead. I just didn't want to let go. (laughs) Oh, no, he's alive. (laughs)
0: What was your question again? <laughs> that was so good. I like, okay, so we were texting earlier today, and I really, if they're not going to make a Corrigan Meek movie or any sort of off, like full length spin-off involving them, or at least put them in another movie, bring back the Marvel one shots as they have been talking about yes. doing for a fucking year now I and give us that. Do. It's so dumb. Us, I don't know.
1: Give us Corrigan Meek meets Rocket and Groot.
0: Oh my God. Oh my
1: god! Right.
0: Oh, that would be amazing. Oh my like, god! That shit but, writes but, itself. But with Taika directing it.
1: Oh, of course.
0: Because see, that's the that's the thing that frustrates me about the Marvel one shots. They went away just as more creative directors were entering the MCU and
1: more cool characters were create uh, like entering the scene that don't get a lot of spotlight.
0: Yeah, to where it actually justifies it. Whereas, like half of the Marvel one shots were just like, "Here's how a completely unrelated character that's just a human deals with the after effects of the Avengers," and it's like, "Cool, not what I wanted to see." Yeah. But all right. But like, I they need to bring them back. There's so many things that they can do, and I feel like this world in particular, there's like so much potential. Yeah, between this
1: and Guardians, there's so much they can do.
0: Well, and they've already kind of with Guardians, they've already kind of expanded that into like the animated side and like having the Telltale video game and everything. It's like yeah, they're telling all these different stories with Guardians that like totally could function as a one shot. But like, I would
1: love to see the Grandmaster meet his brother. Yeah, the collector. And,
0: like we don't know if it'll ever happen. You just have to stay tuned. I'm like, it literally would take a. Two days of shooting. You just have yeah, exactly. to line up Goldblum and Del Toro schedules.
1: Which should not be that hard.
0: Just make it happen. Like it's not that hard. I also did see a thing that someone pointed out that in the background of the skyline of Sakar you can see the the Guardians of the Galaxy Disneyland ride.
1: <laughs> really?
0: which I kind of love that. And like someone asked Feige about that and he was like, it can go anywhere. It goes from planet to planet. Now it's on earth. Who knows where it was in the past? I'm like, yeah, that's a (laughs) bullshit excuse. Okay. But it was just kind of like, I'm like, yeah, I'm just taking that as canon. Then the, the, the Disneyland ride was in Ragnarok, (laughs) but yeah. Do we want to move to the aforementioned real views?
1: Yeah. So on to the final review. Real views.
0: Woo! A tried and true.
1: Yep. This is like (laughs) our thousandth visit to them on this podcast. But
0: they're very thorough. They they are. they also have very differing opinions depending on what movies they're talking about. So, like.
1: From the review. (laughs) What was fun at the start of the MCU has become tired. To an extent that. (laughs) inevitable fate of long-running franchises and although thor ragnarok tries to change things up by shifting to our more openly joking tone it serves to remind us that before the universal classic monsters died they first met up with abbott and costello
0: <laughs> i do like that analogy but i think it's very wrong like
1: i, I see where they're coming from and
0: yeah.
1: I, I agree with it to an extent but i don't know if that is like a good direct analogy
0: It. Yeah, I think just like that as a reference. I don't think it's very accurate in this case. And it's also like, it's just, it's part of the thing that you and I were talking about the other night where like people seem to now start having a mindset that like, oh, all these superhero properties are kind of jumping the shark and they're getting crazier and why is that and whatever. And um, I think that people don't necessarily realize that how varied comics are in terms of source material.
1: Like, That's why I'm glad we're getting something like New Mutants next year. Yeah, where it is just a straight horror movie.
0: Yeah, you really turned around so, on New the, Mutants because you were like, "Whoa, this is way too much horror." But yeah, I'm still,
1: it, I'm still not hundred percent there. I'm getting there. I'll wait for another trailer.
0: Least, yeah, so, it's at least like. Yeah, I yeah. feel like um,
1: I, I feel like a better thing that the the reviewer could have got at. There's this TV trope uh, called a, Flanderization. Uh,
0: okay. Yes, okay. Sorry, oh. I, I, I magically have Facebook open somewhere and I can't get it to shut off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, I think the reviewer, review, he was really just getting at a thing called Flanderization and it's this trope. Um, I'm just going to pull this from TVTropes.org. It's okay. the act of taking a single often minor action or trait of a character within a work and exaggerating it more and more over time uh, until it completely consumes the character Yeah. so it's basically uh, a character has traits but over time the traits become the character and I feel like some people might be afraid that's what's happening to the MCU is it's taking all the things that people liked and uh, exaggerating them or making them larger than life or putting them to exponential uh, whatever
0: which is funny. I just remembered you brought up this exact trope when we talked about Guardians. So <laughs> it's kind of like, and I think it was you kind of arguing that some, I think it was Drax, that like Drax had gotten very flanderized. So I. Yeah, I
1: think it's because Gunn realized how funny he can make Drax and how good Batista was. So he yeah. wanted to play around with that more.
0: Which I now am like after seeing Batista in Blade Runner, I would much rather have a more nuanced performance there and more. Yeah, because Batista has do. range. He's fucking great. So I'm like, give him more to do than just being the like supplier of dick jokes. Yes. But like, I feel like in this movie, it's it's almost unfair to an extent to compare. Guardians and this even though I know that that's going to be a big point of comparison to people because I feel like
1: Based on in colorful. That's that's a loose
0: and they're funny like yeah. <laughs> but like I think the humor in this and the it, it has that earnest nature that we talked about with what we do in the shadows where it's like the humor is from a more like it, it it's from a more, it's more natural, character based. Yeah, it's more character based and it's not on this like larger than life you're laughing at the character kind of scale.
1: Like sure there are like uh jokes that are not character based like the devil's anus.
0: Which <laughs> thank you. Thank you Kaika, for putting Anus and Orgy in a Marvel movie. Thank and you for that. <laughs> and having my little sister go, "Oh no" at both of those words. Just <laughs> kind of adorable. But yeah, it's like there are jokes that aren't necessarily character based, but I do think the character based kind of humor and like when like the the thing I'm thinking of right now is when um, Hulk turns back into Banner and just his like panic attack and all of the like humor that comes out of him just being like, like what this am-
1: planet is made for
0: What am I doing? Making- this planet is made to make me nervous. Tony's pants are too <laughs> tight. What's going on? Oh God, there's a parade in my name. Help me. I love that. Like it that was, was great. and it was so natural to what we know of him, but it also gave this side of him that isn't necessarily seen when you're dealing with like the science bro stuff. of Yeah. The Avengers. I'm, movies. I'm glad,
1: and that Bruce has been away from Tony's influence for two years
0: yes S- seriously I am really curious how that is going to manifest in Infinity War because it's like they're not they, they're they completely different but I also I don't know really how the effects of this are going to affect Banner because in his mind it wasn't two years
1: Avengers movies kind of are as quasi Hulk trilogy
0: yeah so, so yeah, I-
1: I'm curious to see how it
0: Me too. And like, I loved, I hope that this sets a standard for how Hulk is done in the future. I hope so too. We cannot regress from this because this was great. Like, (laughs) I I loved the humor that came out of him being Hulk. Like,
1: I I trust the Russos to handle it nicely. Me
0: too. I just don't know with the number of people that are involved in Infinity War, if it'll be... Like if it'll give the opportunity for that or if it'll be more Hulk smash kind of stuff. But which I I, I loved how this movie fucked with that line of like, Hulk for yeah. once in your life, don't smash. <laughs> I was like, thank God. I love and I love that scene because when we saw Hulk and searcher in the in the trailer, it seemed like this big oh shit kind of moment. Yeah. And it it's so It was
1: totally not. It's, it's the pain- opposite.
0: This movie had so many instances where the trailer did not match the movie
1: which I love they kind of set those expectations
0: it was surprising and I was pleasantly surprised at how much that happened because I was not expecting that at all because it's like like even even there were certain shots that I point that I caught where it's like even like when the sequence in the trailer where Valkyrie kidnaps Thor and takes him away and stuff, it's edited from like five different scenes and like in yes. this way that and like the CGI is changed in the background and there's so much effort into that. And like, even the thing with the, the thing with his eye and how that was all CG. Cause yes, it was and, like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, yeah, I was very impressed by the, the effort that went into that. Because, which it also, I there's a conundrum that I've been thinking about because from what I understand from the footage of Infinity War, he doesn't have he doesn't, an eye patch. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, because uh, oh, I was yes. talking to my brother about that and how well they hid that from the uh, Ragnarok trailer That He loses his eye. Yeah. And then we were talking, it was like, oh, wait, because we see him meet up with the Guardians and he has both eyes. Well, obviously, we were thinking, like, okay, well, they haven't finished. Uh, the visual effects yet or that's the and that's why we think that they haven't released the Infinity War trailer yet
0: that shit yeah.
1: Because it would have been a huge spoiler.
0: That totally makes for sense. Cause, cause, yeah, that would have been a thing where if it had been snuck into the trailers without context, everyone would have lost their goddamn mind.
1: Exactly.
2: We because, lost our like, minds
0: about Steve having a beard and Black Widow changing her hair color. We would have lost our minds about if Thor
1: losing an eye. Holy shit. We would have yeah. that's that's so I think in a week or two we will have the Infinity oh. War trailer
0: oh. once and we
1: will know that Thor has lost his eye
0: yeah because that totally that totally makes sense with that regard because i I hadn't really thought of that being a reason why they had hid the trailer but it did make me think of like oh did they are they going to go reshoot that footage or are they going to cgi in the eye patch or how are they going to work around that for the footage that people have already seen but that totally justifies
1: them holding on to the trailer
0: Yes, as much as everyone hates that we don't have the trailer yet, like I, I think get it. Like once regard.
1: everyone sees it, it makes sense. It's like okay, yeah,
0: yeah, and like yeah, especially because I, I mean, they obviously have to put it out at some point. It's either it's like between now and when Star Wars comes out is when I expect them to put it out. So yeah, it totally makes sense in that regard. Uh, I'm excited now. I'm like really excited just by the idea of like we're going to put it out randomly and he'll have an eye patch and it'll be like tie these two together sort of.
1: And we know cause in so, the trailer that they shown at Comic-Con Thor slams into the, the Milano. Yes. Like he doesn't nicely. So that Chitauri ship in the mid credit scene fuck some shit up.
0: Yes. Oh wait. So what ship did you think was in the mid credit scene?
1: That's the Chitauri.
0: Really? I just, okay. So Kevin Feige counteracted that.
1: I don't believe him. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> he, he says.
0: He said that that is the Sanctuary
1: 2.0. Isn't that a Chitari ship? No. What is it?
0: It's So Thanos has Sanctuary. I'm looking this up to make sure I'm not butchering this and having people scream. <laughs> um, sanctuary is like... Oh, fuck. You're right. Okay. But that's also boom. Shut up. But that's also where Thanos is. Remember, yeah, where, that's true. Yeah, where where he is in the first Guardians is on that sanctuary. On sanctuary. Yeah. So that's why they were saying it's the sanctuary 2.0. And so my my reading from that that mid credit scene was that it's Thanos in his spaceship being like, "Hey, I know you have the Tesseract, Loki. What the fuck?" <laughs> and then <laughs> like going from there because they wouldn't. If it was, I don't know. It has to be Thanos. There's no reason. That it could not be, like yeah. It. I'm, i That would make sense. Yeah. Because this feels like the best way to, to throw that in there without being obvious about it. And then having a more obvious, like, post credit scene in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But like to have the connective tissue of both of the things being in space, I think that was a good way of doing it. But yeah, I totally believe that that was Thanos. Like no one can convince me otherwise. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, back to this review. This review is very Skating. scathing about the superhero genre as a whole. Oh, <laughs> it I says
1: review this, oh, uh, James James
0: Bernadelli, who usually yeah. reviews all these movies. And so it says, I don't know. <laughs> Quick,
1: giving him the movies he clearly hates. <laughs>
0: I know it's the standalone Superhero movies are now rarer than Bigfoot sightings. I'm like, buddy, come no. on. No,
1: we had like three year. Did you not see Wonder here. Woman? Wonder Woman, Logan, well, okay.
0: Spider Man. Okay, but does Logan really count because Professor X is there? And does Spider Man really count because Iron Man is there? True. Wonder Woman is the only one where there's not another DC hero like visibly taking up screen time.
1: Whoa! 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 Steve Trevor Chris Pine is a goddamn hero.
0: <laughs> well I know I just mean that there wasn't a Batman cameo as everyone believed yeah. that there would be. There was just the letter so in, it was she was the primary superhero whereas you can't really say the same about Logan and Spider-Man as much as I loved both of them so it, mm. just yeah because then this review kind of argues that that was a bad thing but I, I-
1: I disagree. I like that we're kind of on this trend of mm, solos kind of being small ensemble team movies with smaller characters.
0: Cough. Flashpoint. Cough.
1: Yeah. Cough. <laughs> like... So there are these quasi team up movies. Uh, quick tangent. I uh, fuck Netflix <laughs> for naming their team the Defenders when they should be the goddamn Marvel Knights. So this team and Thor Ragnarok can be the goddamn Defenders. <laughs>
3: It's, 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 it's,
1: it's, they have Doctor Strange, Valkyrie, Thor, okay. Hulk all right there. Original okay. members of the Defenders. God
3: yeah. damn it.
0: But, <sighs> okay, but I love the pun of Revengers. Cause he's literally just like what rhymes with Avengers. Cool, I'm gonna go with that. Like I love that because it's just like I have no fucking idea. I'm just thinking on the fly. So I think that's great. And I did too. Yeah, and like this this seems to argue that like the cameos were too over the top and like unnecessary. And like we've talked about the Doctor Strange one, I found it personally great as someone who absolutely despises the Age of Ultron plotline. That the Hulk and Black Widow thing was kind of made fun of in this. I movie.
1: love that Taika and the writers so tear down satisfying. that so. Much.
0: <laughs> oh, just the Hey Big Guy.
1: Hey Big Guy, Sounds getting low.
0: <laughs> then then he just keeps saying it to the point where he's like, Stop saying that. It means nothing to me. Move on. Like, I love that.
1: Like, thank and, you for destroying that ship, Taika. Yeah.
0: Yes. Because, I mean, I know that's going to be further explored in Infinity War, even though I don't really want it to be. I'm like, I don't need a whole subplot about their breakup. But, like, yeah, I loved just the par- like the self parody about that line because it, I just hated that line in that whole sequence. And now people have already Photoshopped. There was a gift set I saw on yes. Tumblr. Where too. yeah, Thor's face over it. I'm like, thank you, thank you, internet, for giving us this. But yeah, it.
1: This uh, review says, unfortunately, no superhero movie can succeed on comedy alone. When it comes to the action sequences, the bread and butter of any comic book movie, Thor Ragnarok disappoints. I thought that action I, was kickass.
0: Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> I finally thought finally we
1: get Thor unleash.
0: Yeah. We got Thor doing interesting stuff. We got Hela having an entire action sequence that just herself, like herself kicking the shit out of everyone in Asgard. Like I loved that because it's like – Hela
1: was fun to watch.
0: I loved Hela. Oh, I
1: my gosh. I just have one critique. Okay. About her. her like, I would have liked – but I don't know how they would – they would have had to cut something. I would have liked to seen her kind of ruling okay. Asgard more. Yeah. Because it it makes it seem like Thor is away from Asgard for a while. Uh-huh. I would have liked to see her kind of be, like, ruling more instead of it looked like it was over a weekend.
0: Yeah, that was definitely my consensus with it, too. Because it was very much like, you you could tell me that this movie happened over two weeks or two days, and I would believe either yeah. way. Like, I know uh, planets there- have different, like... Passages of time and stuff, and obviously, like Sakar, as they mentioned, has a longer passage of time. But like, it's like, yeah, yeah. Like if
1: they didn't fit Planet Hulk stuff, I feel like that would have been the movie we got. Yeah, of more Hela taking over Asgard. But I'm, I it's I'm fine with what we got.
0: Yeah, she I, was I fun. yeah, I loved her. I love, like I said, I love that whole fight scene. I love just her. I love that she had moments to genuinely be funny and not mm-hmm. not in a like super villainy kind of way. Like the, the part where she says, like she says her whole speech and then the one guy goes, well, who are you? And she goes, did you not just <laughs> listen to everything I just said? I love that because it's like, I don't know. She, she was so great and just the just, uh, her aesthetic and everything. I was kind of surprised at how like how her her two aesthetics were kind of handled. Because I had been under the impression, and I think it was a quote from somebody involved with the movie, that like she evolved as the movie went on and then got to the horns. But yes. I liked the thing of being able to turn the horns on and off.
1: Me too.
0: Like it looked so good and just, God, goals. I'm like, <laughs> she looked so ridiculously good. It was amazing. But yeah, it, um, what else is in this review? Let's see
1: so it says it keeps people primed for the climax of the story that has been building for arguably too long
0: <laughs> for this movie or for infinity Yeah, war?
1: for this movie
0: okay yeah or, in-
1: or i guess for infinity war yeah
0: like I uh, part of it is I always have to think with these movies like what is the general audience thinking, and I think if you only if you're someone who goes to see these movies when they come out and then does not give them a thought until the next one comes out, you need that kind of setup. Yes, because otherwise it doesn't make any sense to you. So I I don't I don't knock that. I do agree that it's a little overboard, but I think there's a justification for it. Gre- so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this review also shits on Zack Snyder.
1: Yeah, that's where I was like, uh, step off.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's like even the darkest Marvel movie hasn't come close to the bleak wallowing of Zack Snyder's recent contributions. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I don't know. It. I don't. I don't like the perpetru- like perpetrating the Marvel versus DC debate. It's so.
1: We have variety. So, Embrace it.
0: It's so old. It's so not relevant anymore. I I, don't,
1: I hate the blogosphere perpetuating this us versus them we, you're in one camp or the other. I fucking it, love them all.
2: It Just, isn't
0: even uh, I, as someone in the blogosphere, I don't even think it's like I think a lot yeah. of people have gotten better about it, but it's almost the fans that still keep perpetu- like perpetuating yeah. it to an extent of like well, I can't like Justice League and Justice League has to suck because I like Marvel. It's like there's no, I don't know. I feel like the the argument has gotten more nuanced over the years as the content has gotten better.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: I don't, I don't know. I just hate that that argument is still a thing because this review brings it up several times. It says, uh, it says that comic book fans, especially those who live and die with Marvel and have removed the letters D and C from their alphabet will probably adore what Thor Ragnarok has to offer. And I'm like, yeah, no, oh, thank you. No, no. I, <laughs> you can, I don't, I don't know. It, it would be rare to me to be able to find like a significant group of people who literally only consume Marvel and nothing DC. Cause like you have stuff like flash and you have the rebirth comics and uh, like even the animated stuff. Like there's no way that no one, like there's no way that anyone is specifically one camp or the other.
1: Yeah. That person, if they're, if that person exists, they are delusional and (laughs) kind of cheating themselves out of good quality content.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Get your head out of your ass. (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, it, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else there is in this review. Um, this review argues that Loki was reduced as a character only because his skill set was kind of worse, like in this movie. Like he didn't really have his powers, quote unquote. But I'm like, this was more in line with like trickster kind of Loki.
1: In yeah, I was totally fine with that.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was. Didn't even
1: great. notice that he was kind of depowered or whatever. Uh, it was a more it was about the goddamn relationship between him and Thor.
0: Yes, and <laughs> just
1: get by, out, dude. Yeah, come
0: on. <laughs> come, on.
1: Um, come on. What's your name again? James. James.
0: James. You just keep saying every every reviewer that you don't <laughs> like. Uh, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what I don't know what else there is with this review. Oh,
1: there. I did not like this little bit of the review, um, so I'm gonna start back a little bit um it says okay. that's better than uh natalie portman's jane she's not even mentioned which she was that's what happens when an actress defects from the mcu and then before the movie is over oh. Thor is already making goo goo eyes at another woman this one is at least as guardian so there's no risk of dna incompatibility
0: i you <laughs> you and also there was no no they laid indication the
1: found, they, of any kind of other than platonic relationship.
0: They laid the foundation that they respect each other. They did not necessarily, like, they laid a good foundation for a romantic relationship to build upon, like, a very realistic kind of thing. Of like, I like you as a person, and I respect you as a person, and then I'm going to realize that I have romantic feelings for you. Unlike every other fucking movie relationship where it's just like, I meet you out of the gate, and I'm suddenly in love with you, and then we go from there. That
1: stupid cute meat trope.
0: (laughs) Cute meat? You mean meat cute?
1: Whatever. Stupid (laughs) trope anyways.
0: Cute meat. It's just like, I'm picturing just like a... That's
1: a a mistake you got there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just picturing a stack, like a, a... thing of ham hey, with a smiley face for some reason when you say cute me that should be it's another an shirt restaurant. that's another shirt in our red bubble store <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm designing both of those shirts to go into our store why not <laughs> but yeah it like i i do think it's a very natural thing and i think that you, there this is one of the few stories that i think can actually tell it in a way that makes sense without it being some kind of shoehorn thing or whatever or like i don't know because it is it is the sort of thing of like we knew each other from our past but and like we have this respect for each other but
1: and i just love the flip of thor being an admirer
0: yes of her yeah and i love the thing of like i wanted to be a valkyrie when i grew up but then i realized i wasn't a woman but that's not a bad thing because women are great it's about time
1: we have (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm, I love that. I, it also felt like a tiny reference to the Ghostbusters thing. Yeah. It's about time we have an all-female fighting squad. It's like, <laughs> 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 which, yeah, I just, God. Chris Hemsworth just like went above and beyond.
1: It was like after Ghostbusters people realized he's legitimately funny.
0: He is. He is so like. And I remember, I remember seeing Ghostbusters and like telling you and other people who hadn't seen the movie. I'm like, no, listen, Chris Hemsworth is like really, really funny because <laughs> it's like it's kind of a hard thing to process initially when you see him in the Marvel movies making these kind of like overly Shakespearean, manufactured kind of quips. Yeah, like it, he he is genuinely hilarious. So I, I was glad that he had the ability to kind of do that and like that scene with him in Hulk. Where they're like throwing shit at each other <laughs> in Hulk's <laughs> apartment and just being big babies. I was like, thank you for yeah, this. that was
1: so great. Hulk was, also has so much personality now.
0: Yes. Oh, I, Like I said, I want that. I don't want to go back from that to where it's just like like just very blank slate for the Hulk. I want it to be this kind of personality where it's like.
1: Yeah. Like continue him. this development that we've had.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's why that's why I'm personally like this isn't a, a direct lead into Infinity War, but like laying all the groundwork of it and laying the relationships that are in it and whatever I think was the biggest goal. And I think they absolutely succeeded in that regard because it's like you if you didn't see this movie and then you saw Infinity War, you would be like, wait, why are Thor and Hulk such great friends and why do, why does Doctor Strange know them and why who's this other girl and oh. whatever so
1: side tangent because this was another thing that those people at work said okay Uh, going off was like oh yeah valkyrie's like a lesbian now i didn't really get that i thought you know it seemed like her and hulk had a thing
0: Uh, no the only joke with that was like she doesn't know that the hulk can transform (laughs) Like that was the only point of that uh i hate straight people (laughs)
1: <laughs> they're the worst
0: you're, you're okay but like <laughs> i'm like very straight people with closed minds it's like what silly are you? heterosexuals yes exactly so which i love the just like queer claiming of this movie mm-hmm. just like everything's queer and it's so great and they're on a rainbow bridge and everything's <laughs> like you, I, I just love that so um was there anything else from this review? I knew it was I know it was like very meaty in terms of what I, mean, I
1: think we covered everything without directly mentioning the review.
0: Yeah, was there anything else that we really wanted to touch on? I'm trying to think if there was anything big?
1: Not that I can think of.
0: No, there's like I need to see this again because I feel like it's so dense with Easter eggs and like just stuff in general like i'm very oh, excited to see this again. i love
1: the throg reference
0: what was it i totally forget it
1: was like oh i could turn you into a frog or something
0: oh oh that makes me happy okay i want throg
1: and they also they also cut a beta Ray bill cameo
0: but he wasn't the the statue thing yeah like which is great which, that's enough for now <laughs> like yeah i like I, like I said earlier, I think this this sets up so much for the universe to kind of further expand upon. I'm
1: so excited for Thor 4 now.
0: Me too. I'm like how thank you Taika for like actually making me care about Thor. Like, like uh, I
1: I have no idea what it's going to be. My guess is going to be Asgardia on well, Earth.
0: So, well so that was my question. Was like if you were to if like the for the fan casting game, like what would your Thor 4 be?
1: As much as I do not want to see more Thor on Earth because I love how this movie was far removed from it. Yeah, I would. I'm kind of down for seeing Asgardia on Earth. Okay. And as far as like the villain Enchantress.
0: Oh, do you think that um, that would maybe be too similar to Hella?
1: you are up with someone else, like to because they've already burned through a lot of villains. Um, I'm going to go back to the God Butcher again. If <laughs> I wanted to do that.
0: Just, like, make it, like, no, I know the other girl last time, but, like, I really mean it this time. <laughs> like, kind of throw that <laughs> sort of joke in there. Just like again, like (laughs) like just all the Asgard, like the Asgardian people, just being like seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Just like yeah, I did. There was one review. I can't remember if it was one we talked about or another one that I read, but it kind of said that the extras in this movie looked really bored, and I do agree, especially like the Asgardian ones, because there was a moment when they're when they're on the Rainbow Bridge. I'm like, why are you not running, like? That frustrated me because they were more they were walking very leisurely until, Heimdall said to run the opposite direction, and then they ran, and I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> like there was no um, urgency with that. Yeah, and I kind of was frustrated by that, but it was a small thing. I don't, I mean, like I just noticed it, but I don't think it bothered me too much. Yeah, I'm,
1: yeah I'm looking over like Thor villains. Uh huh, and they've used a lot already
0: <laughs> just pull a just pull a what we want them to do within humans and just pretend that they didn't use them before
1: <laughs> yeah like pretend that they didn't use absorbing man on shield mm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and then use him also if you guys can use um Ares that would be great mm mm-hmm. um Lorelai was already wasted on Shield. Yep. <laughs> That's why I go to Enchantress, because she's like the next big one.
0: Yeah, I just I just think it would be it would be very difficult. I feel like they would have to completely change her aesthetic. Cause just the green feels so similar to Hella that it would be yeah. like people would be confused by it. So also, do you think that Hella actually died?
1: Okay, so when she initially died in the movie, I uh-huh. thought it's like that ruined the running theory and my theory that
0: yeah, she's she dead
1: for death for Thanos. Um, I don't know.
0: I I hold on to the hope that somehow she is alive. Like they they have definitely retconned like much more explicit deaths before, so it's definitely possible like no.
1: they have they put in the movie a thing that could bring back people the eternal flame
0: yeah exactly and thanos
1: can use that although asgard is now gone but you know he'll have the so, infinity gauntlet
0: okay thanos can take the time stone and go back in time to when asgard was okay he can Get the eternal flame, go back to the present day, bring Hello back to life. She'll be even more goth and look exactly yes. like death from the comics.
1: Holy shit. Like, oh my God. What? Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen.
0: Uh, really? She's just oh going to
1: resurrect God. her and she'll be like...
0: Lo- I want that. I want that to happen and I'm oh so glad you agree with me because I'm totally... It just her.
1: like clicked oh. in my head like, yeah, of course he will resurrect <laughs> her and she will. Hello will look like comic death. Holy it shit. I'm gonna so... I'm gonna message Mitch right now and tell
0: him. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> hey, Jenna suggested this. <laughs> Cause like I do want to take credit a little bit here. <laughs> Cause like yeah. I'm really proud of this theory. I was literally just thinking about it in my head. I'm like, well, he could take this and do that and whatever. And yeah, because it's like she would be full on just it would be so good. It would be, it would look so cool. And I love just the concept of infinity war being built on Josh Burl wanting to buy Kate Blanchett, a very impressive piece of jewelry. Like that's, yes. that's when you boil <laughs> down that structure of infinity war. That's exactly what it is. God, and yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm very excited and I want that to happen. Maybe don't give her the skull face. That would be my only suggestion. But it'll
1: just be a mask.
0: That could work. Yeah. Because that I think
1: that's good. like the comic thing too for death.
0: Okay. I just am kind of like, yeah, it depends on what version I think, because it seems like a lot of them are just like the skull face grim reaper, hot grim reaper, basically. But yeah, I'm like I'm really excited now cuz I really want this to be a thing.
1: Fuck yes, me too. Uh,
0: Holy shit. Yay. Okay. Well, so I think it's yeah, really think,
1: impossible to do our last. Um, yeah, that
0: that was why my that was my my only suggestion for it was like what you wanted to see in Thor 4 and like who would play that role. But like I think we're at a point and part of it is Marvel keeping things so secretive. I don't know where the fuck Thor 4 is even going to go. I don't know what's going to be, but le- it
1: needs to be. It needs to be fast tracked.
0: Yes, duh. I think after this, there's no reason for it not to. Like it outperformed it's, everything in ticket sales. It outperformed. It's in, the
1: best re- reviewed MCU movie
0: ever. Like you're. Like, just if I, if I was them, I would be like, okay, Taika, you can do Thor four and literally whatever else you want. <laughs> like, just just go for it. Yeah. So yeah, it like. I'm, I'm very excited because Taika just like breathes new life into my hope for the MCU.
1: Me too. I mean, that's what happens when you give, you know, a big franchise movie to a creator who has a clear vision and creative voice. But yep. what do I know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did just check. Um, the box office so far is $109.1 million. Wow. Which is pretty good for Saturday. Like, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I they're definitely going to give him whatever he wants to do. Which, like I said, that should be a Korg and Meek one shot. For the love of it God, needs just to please, it. just please. And we deserve like, it. I, like I know we talked about last episode how like he didn't want to throw Jemaine and Reed Starby and whatever in there because it was like, oh, they can't act. Throw them in the one shot. That would be really exactly. fun.
1: They could easily make a little one between now. And The DVD release to put it on there.
0: Yeah, and I mean he technically already did that with the the Team Thor the like Thor roommate kind of thing like that was kind of the one shot coming back But it was also simultaneously just a teaser for Ragnarok
1: That is true. Yeah,
0: yeah, so I'm like just do it Just give him the opportunity to do whatever he wants because it's like it would be really amazing whatever he comes up with so God (laughs) so any closing thoughts before we plug our social media? Uh, no. Okay. okay.
1: Babe. Valkyrie's the best.
0: <laughs> Sorry, you you like cut out for a second, and then all I heard was just dead silence, and then Valkyrie's the best. <laughs> but yeah, um. All right, well, so where can people find you on the social media?
1: Uh, at the Chris Vitto.
0: Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram that I barely use at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. You can find us on Twitter at Tomato Tomato Pod. So if you liked this episode, if you have a comment on something in this episode, just tweet at us. Um, we also are on Facebook now, which is exciting. Woo! So um, like us on Facebook, invite your friends and enemies to like this page on Facebook. I don't know. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to plug this. So I'm just going to suggest that. So yeah. Um, I think that's it for this episode. I think so too. All right. Until next time, keep watching movies. Bye. Bye. All right. I just stopped my audio and then I'm stopping the. Same.